let me tell you something. This right here, right now, at this very moment, is all that matters to me. I love you, and that's urgent like a motherfucker. This week, we doing Love Jones. Negro, what are you doing here? Let me buy you dinner. <laughs> okay, the Billy D thing is a little played out, but I will give you 10 cool points for nostalgia's sake. Not trying to meet another man at this time. You and I should uh, get together sometime and have a drink. I don't think that'll be a very good idea. Hey. Hmm. Persistence. Be surprised how far I can get you. Boom. Put it on. Oh, you've been a friend of mine, Tracy Powell. Hi. Hmm. What? You're married. Wait, wait. My memory serves me correctly. You were the one that told me not to get married. I did say that. But I also said the Commodores would get back together. I mean, who knew? What I need is to find a man who's not scared of my power. Ladies, 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 what's up? I don't need poetry to get women. No, you need a personality mm, to get women. Mm, try a breath mint and a visa. <laughs> New Line Cinema presents... We had a perfect date, and I just wanted to feel like I was saving something for later. But baby, you ain't got to say nothing for me. I mean, you know, I, I want mine now. Sometimes a man just want to be held, you know? Cuddled a little bit. Please. Lorenz Tate, Nia Long, Lisa Nicole Carson, Isaiah Washington, and Bill Bellamy. I just want to ask you, uh, what type of underwear do you like? In a film about making it. All we ask is a little sex on demand. What kind of underwear do you have on? I don't wear drawers. You don't have any on right now. Breaking it. Wave goodbye to your daddy, baby. And putting it all together. This is nothing serious. This is not a love thing. Love Jones. Yes, it's for you. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You made breakfast. <laughs> Directed by Theodore Witcher. back to another episode of we watch this my name is cole jackson and man this is this is exciting because we get to do a movie that is probably the one of the best black love movies of all time i don't know is that i don't know let me introduce my co-host uh this week i have as always the homie Rain Coleman joining 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 me this week. Rain, how you doing? Bro, bro, I'm good. And I don't even say you could take Black out of it. One of the best <laughs> romance films ever. Ooh, ever. We going to get to that. Okay. We going to get to that cuz I'm here. I'm I got here, a little I'm game here. for y'all. I got a little game. Okay. And this week we also have one of my favorite favorite person people to co- uh, the podcast we we haven't potted in a while so i don't know if we still got that got that spice but um calamity red from conversation car and artist decided to join us this week how you doing red what is good and i agree with rain it is one of the best movies period it just is mm. amazing ass movie mm. Period. Mm. love jones so love jones came out march 14th 1997 um so 
I kind of started the the podcast out. Well, started out by saying, "Is this well? Let's, okay, love movies, oh, romance movies, right? Black romance movies, top of the hill." Yep. Red, what yes. you think? Yes, hundred percent. Hmm. Rain. Hard to agree. I Why? Uh, I mean, look at it. When I look at this movie, I think of like the white counterparts, like when Harry met Sally and all that other shit. Like it's cool, yeah, but when you inject something with blackness, it automatically elevates it. This movie, you could recast everybody white. It would still be a good film, but would it be as authentic and as as this is a snapshot of the 90s, but it is also a timeless story. You can replay this movie 10 years from now and it will still be good. Mm. Hands down. Yes. Red, why? Why is this the best black romance movie you've watched? Because it is, one, it's very realistic to what dating is like. What That's one of the things that I love about this movie. Um, it is not the overly sappy um, love story, which is why I, I, you know, I ain't a sappy kind of person. Yeah. So that is why it's one of my favorite movies and why it always has been. Shit, I started, I was already writing poetry when I um saw this movie but like that movie made me want to move where they was at and like go to poetry nights and have somebody write a, a, a blues for me mm. um it just it and it does you can watch it now and it's the relationship you know I'm, I'm a therapist so a lot of the shit i'm gonna say <laughs> is gonna be like relationship based okay. and like it is a very realistic look at relationships and how confusing they can be and how many different moving parts that they can have and how it impacts so many other areas because friendships was tested in this motherfucker. Hey. Okay. Um, so like it just covers so many bases and it's such a good, it's a good, you know how I feel. We, we've had, you and I have had conversations about mm. me and black movies. Yeah. Okay. Oh. And you know, how I get about how we are portrayed. This is an accurate portrayal of like what urban life is was in the nineties. That's another Come reason. On. Why right, right. Um. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. Everybody mattered. There was not a character in here who was um, a token. There was not a character in here who was like, oh well, you know, Janet from Sound. Her cousin wants to act. <laughs> Everybody mattered. Even the the white photographer who uh, Nina was apprenticing under, mm-hmm. he served a purpose and it wasn't drawn out. You got everything you need. They didn't add in a scene with Marvin's mom because we didn't need that. Right. So like, again, every everybody mattered. Everybody was perfect. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, and I'm just going to be honest with you, I, I didn't see this movie till later, you know, probably like early 2000s. And that was because I used this movie to get ass. Like, I didn't even make it halfway through. I'm just going to be honest. I was like, I don't want to watch this shit. And then, I mean, you throw Love Jones on and nine times out of ten, something going to happen that night. You ain't wrong, but... You're not wrong. I mean, yeah, I I may have fallen prey to that one or two times. Um, But when I actually got to watch the movie and understand that a lot of the characters... like, Like, Darius in this movie is so he's so cool and i don't even look at i know i know lorenz say this old dog like that's old dog to me he'll forever be old dog okay but 
Lawrence Tate in this movie is so fucking cool. It's ridiculous. From him doing poetry, his motorcycle, the music that he listened to, smoking cigarettes. He even smoked cigarettes cool. And he was drinking Michelob. Like, first of all, <laughs> my dad drink them type of Michelobes. There's no way you can make Michelobes like that look cool. He made drinking them brown bottle Michelobes cool. The whole movie is such a vibe. It's ridiculous. And I was so, I, I was so regretful that, you know, I didn't try to watch the movie earlier and try to get, take from it what I could, but just the whole vibe and, 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 and everything. Let me go into the director, the director and the writer of the movie. His name is Theodore Witcher. It, it's kind of crazy. Um, he started as a production assistant on Jerry Springer, mm. but here's the craziest part about this. He only has two credits to his name as a director. Damn. This movie and can y'all guess what what the other what the other thing is? Is it romance? Nah. Cool. Is runs. it a movie? <laughs> it ain't even a movie. Oh shit! Uh, Aaliyah video. I don't know. <laughs> he directed the City High uh, video. What would you do? What? You know what? I can see that. I can see that. Now that you say, what would you do? If it's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see that now. I can so see that. <laughs> those are the only two credits, and I mean credits that he has to his name. That's he crazy. wrote he wrote this movie. I read an LA Times article. So basically, um Theodore Witcher was was trying to make something out of different from what had been coming out of his black movies. You know, we was getting hood movies. We had, you know, Boys in the Hood and Mr. Society. We had all of this. Um Theodore Witcher wanted to go against the grain and he wanted to do something completely different. Here's a quote. Um there's a humanity that that's been missing from a lot of these black films despite their realness. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of types and a lot of um, caricatures, but none of the people I've ever known or hung out with. Nothing has reflected my experience as a young black man in America. Everybody don't live in the hood. So mm-hmm, he right. took it upon himself to write a movie and direct a movie that was completely different from the norm, especially all the hood movies. And he really wanted to put a love story out here. Now he he um, he brought this movie to to Cannes, I think, Wisconsin Film Festival. People loved it. It was amazing. Um, and then he just kind of stopped directing. How many albums does Lauren Hill have? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, once you knocked out of the park, really, like, do you need to do anything else? I mean, so why do you think we don't get more movies like Love Jones, Red? Why don't we get... I mean, they've attempted, I feel like, um, with other kind of love stories kind of like it. But Hollywood has a tendency to just remake the same shit over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, we've had this conversation about when they do black movies, especially now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's black struggle. <laughs> you want to see. Right. And this movie is, is about a bunch of young professional black people living their best life, dating, trying to figure shit out. And so... Hollywood sometimes feel like that. Those are stories that people, I still would want to see stories like that. But I feel like that's part of what it is because, mm. like, think about the last few black casted movies that are not Tyler Perry movies mm. that have come out. I don't like, know the last time we've had <laughs> exactly. And Something I mean, like most of them have been it's slave stories. It, it's not, you know, we don't we don't get representation like we should mm-hmm. we definitely don't get representation like love jones like at all we just don't 
and it's unfortunate. Um, so let me ask you another question to, to piggyback off that: Is this movie believable to you guys? Yeah. Rain. I agree. Yeah, no, I, it is to me. Um, and I'll tell you why. I was a child when this came out, but I have two older cousins who are, they're about mm, maybe 15 years older than me. This was their life from high school to college. Um, my mom and aunts and uncles, like this was their life. Even if you was working in a factory, if you was a plumber, if you was an HBCU grad, if you were like, when it came down to the after five hours, they were at the same house, fish frying at grandma's at the block party. Like this was my life. I didn't, I had hood elements that crossed over, but this is the life that I grew up seeing. So Mm. yeah, it's believable for me. Mm. Yeah, for me, for for somebody to shoot to film and and set a movie in Chicago, and it ain't about killing or gangs or any of that stuff, and it's a real love story, and a lot of the places are authentic, and it's really cool too because Lorenz Tate, uh, if you guys don't know, Lorenz Tate is from Chicago, so this was like him going back home when he filmed this filmed this movie, mm-hmm. and um, you know, watching interviews and him talking about Love Jones is like, yo, me going back home and doing this was like amazing. I I think that we. I I look at Love Jones and I say Insecure is kind of like the baby to this well, movie. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like like Insecure is kind of born from something like this. Cuz if you look at Insecure, Insecure is regular black folks living in California, being professional, trying to figure out their love life. Now, mm-hmm. is it as cool? Well, no because that's not, you know, it's Issa Rae's, that's not yeah. her bag. Her bag is more awkward and oh, I'm falling over mm-hmm. this and all this other stuff. But which has you, a place. Yeah. That's my no, life too. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. But when you look at Insecure, this is this is the to me Insecure is kind of like a child of um I can see that. Of this. And that it's not a lot. We don't get a lot of we don't get a lot of Love Joan babies from, from Actually from. we do. Um and I'm gonna shout them out, Black and Sexy TV. It mm. is a network that I have been following since two thousand eleven. It started off as an online YouTube web series, web based show. They started off with I think the couple, which they would do an episode here or there. Then they branched off and started getting more um making more shows uh they had a netflix show before netflix became the netflix it is now a good day to be black and sexy which is like vignettes four or five i've seen vignettes that up. so it's kind of along these lines but i say all that to say that we're getting this content but it's not from hollywood we're getting it from us um they've branched off to a point now where they have their own app and their own network it's all online based mm-hmm. i'm not subscribed anymore nothing against the 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 um company i just you know life stuff happens but if you watch Batwoman, Javicia Nicole, she's from there. If you see, I don't know what Tyler Perry movie it was, but um, tall, light skinned nigga, I forget his name. I mean, that, like, pick, one. pick one, pick well, one. No, this is a new tall, light skinned nigga. Is, is, is <laughs> that's his, that's that's his I mean, bag. That's his finish. We know, but no, um, but there are, you know, so so I get what you're saying. I agree 100 percent with you, but I think with times and technology and with black ingenuity, we are getting things, but not on this level. Um, and not to this, it does, the reach isn't there mm. like a Hollywood movie would be, but you know, but you still got to search for it sometimes. So word, word, a uh, couple things before we get into the movie nerd, nerd stuff, Darius showing up at Nina's place didn't really age well, did it? 
Red, you opening up the door for this nigga from the from the record store that you and you didn't met at the club showing showing up at your house. You opening up the door? Opening up the door? Hell no, no. (laughs) Because how the fuck you even know where I stay? Yeah, you might get shot. Maybe you you real bold for doing that. Um, it did not age well. (laughs) But like a lot of that kind of stuff is just a tale, like a test of the times, like. People crazy as fuck now. You can't do that. Uh, they was crazy in ninety seven too. That was not it, but it was not as crazy as it is now. Like, mm, yeah. Because I remember the first time I watched Love Jones and I saw that, my immediate reaction was not like this nigga's crazy. It was like, <laughs> look at him being persistent and shit. But now, thirty six year old me who dates, and if this happened to me in in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one, it'd be some trouble. Okay. Hey. It's not cute. <laughs> it's Listen, different. He's trying to talk to her. Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you can't do that now. Um, so that did not age well. Mm. And that's the incident. Like, <laughs> like, it could have been a whole different kind of movie. I was it's like, girl, you in this house by yourself? It wasn't even her house. You coming it's, to her house? There, there we go. House there we go. There it ain't we even go. my shit. You coming to it. Ooh. Yeah, he, well, yeah. he popped up and started looking in, and she was like, "Oh, you want to come up in here?" That's you know that's the that's the part that threw me. Like him showing up and her getting the CD, I was like, "Okay, maybe we cool." But when she was like, "You want to come in?" I'm like, "Uh, Becky, what? <laughs> you finna let this nigga with this big ass coat in your said, house?" <laughs> No, she wasn't acting black. Not then, fam. Oh my I mean, god! I know sometimes the difference between harassment and chivalry is how attractive you find a person. But goddamn, no. I mean, he was trying to. He was. He was interested. He seen her at the. He seen her at the club or at the at the at the at the spot. Little spot. Well, and there's so many. Like now, there's so many ways for people to hit folks up. Like you mm-hmm. can find people on social media. Like right. so, it, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to like run up in their house. You know. Right. <laughs> in the 90s it was a little different as far yeah. as like avenues you had to like contact somebody mm-hmm. or like get in touch with somebody so like yeah. that's also a yeah. part of it he wanted, yeah. to, he wanted to see Nina so speaking of the poetry does that really work they go to the sanctuary it's poetry spoken there one I love the I love the spot I love the 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 the, the nightclub it was nice does that really work? Does the poet read? Yes. Somebody reading poetry to you. You you because, you feeling them? So what you have to understand about that club in particular and those those poetry night people that are going to those nights are going there specifically for that. Mm. So these are going to be people that have an interest in that. Mm. And so if you write a poem and name it a blues for red, because I'm already into that shit. Like that's why <laughs> I'm there. You know. So yes, I think that that. I should. I think that that would work now. And like, if you in a poetry spot, right? Because the people who are going there are going there because they like poetry, right? And spoken word. And so, yeah, I, yeah, that would work. Now, if you went into your local uh, hood ass <laughs> club trying to do that shit, then no, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna say you lame and laugh you out the club. Yeah, you gotta know your audience. With that particular audience, yes. Uh, right. Yeah, for sure. This um this is again, this is what this was me. This is parts of this is my life, especially back in the early two thousands. 
I went to poetry bars like this. I went to poetry nights. I went to like this was my that Afrocentric um neo soul crowd. That was me. I had locks, you know, I had short haircut, I had braids, I had this style like this is me. Mm-hmm. You know, you had so locks? yeah. Okay now, Ray though. Yes. <laughs> and it was down to my shoulders. I had them. I had them. listeners. I am bald. <laughs> but no, I had locks, man. You know what I'm saying? I was I was pulling them. You know what I'm saying? I had a little poetry poetry going on too. Okay. And shit. So don't look now. Wait, don't call me out now. He said poetry poetry. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, but no, no, this definitely would have worked. And a lot of it isn't even always the poetry. It's just adding to that atmosphere. Mm. We in this space. When you go to a, a sports event, the energy is high because everybody is there. We focus on this one thing. It's the same thing. We all here in this calm mood, music playing, live music. Mm-hmm. Somebody, talk, you could probably read somebody that the ABCs. You just do it slow enough <laughs> in their ear. They feeling you. Oh, we finna go fuck in the bathroom if we can't make it to the cab. There you so, go. Yeah, man. This is this is my. Hey, poetry has gotten me a few. Gentlemen callers, I was like, yeah, but no, yeah, it works. Yeah, same here. If some woman got up on stage and read a poem for me, in particular, if they were sister to the day or something like that, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> okay, sister to the day, then let's do it. I'm with you. Hey, come I'm, on, I'm gonna write more than love on your hand. Believe that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm gonna write more yeah. than love on your hand. Um, speaking of that. How in the hell did Wood get in that friend circle? They don't that ain't even believable to me that he's in that friend circle. It is to well, me. No, because you gotta understand, even like think about so okay, so me and Cole, you know, we hang out outside of this mm-hmm. and we have our little friend circle. Think about like how dynamic our friend circle is and how different personalities. Mm-hmm. The different personalities we had. Like, there's somebody in our group, I feel like somebody would be like, he in the group? But they they ain't going to name no names. They not would. (laughs) They not would, but like, would. I feel like would is that person that you grow up with and you you friends with and you just stay friends with this nigga. Like, Mm -hmm. he becomes somebody that annoy you, but y'all been friends. So, like. He mm-hmm. just, it just continues. Like, yeah. that's who it is. So, to me, their, their friend circle is very Afrocentric, very, uh-huh. very um, put together. Um, they're moving forward in their career. Would you have a hearse? <laughs> I mean, and okay. he And he a hater. What are you talking about? <laughs> who He's, else had a car, though? Wood, Wood, Wood is a hater. He disrespectful to women. Which but we, this is also ninety seven. This is ninety seven. But it, what I'm saying is, he don't seem like he should be in that friend circle. I'm sorry, he does. If you look at any white show, look at American Pie. You got Stifler. He's yeah. not a. That's um, he. No, it's not different. It's it, you got it. Got to be one for one because this is a black production. Like Red said, there is always. I like comic books. I hang around with motherfuckers who are fashion over from head to toe, and I'm in here <laughs> talking about Batman and shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, there's always that. Sure. Hey, come on, look, come on, come on now. But yeah, but it's always that one. And to me, he fit because, and, and that's another thing I like about the movie, mm. um, which you know I was gonna get to it later. But th- you're dropped into these people's life. Mm-hmm. You don't get the oh, remember back at Howard how we mm. all was. No, you don't get that. You yeah. just get. This friend group, you get them right away, and you get as little or as much as you get. 
for me, I fill in the blanks from my own personal experience. Wood to me matches. He feels like, like Ray said, it's somebody you grew up with. Mm. Maybe you met him along the way. Um, and then back in the nineties, you know, making friends was kind of different from our pre-COVID, yeah. you know, of the two thousand late twenty tens. So I don't know. I it's believable for me. I just it really kind of shook me. I was like, how is Wood cool with these people? Especially with the way that they talk about things and especially the the dynamic that they all have, but it's like Wood's the one that's like disrespectful mm-hmm. to women and he's the one that which some of that I stuff get like- exposed with with the other friends. But mm-hmm. I'm like Wood don't really feel like he fit in with the way they talking about being vegetarians. Um, they real, real, for all intents and purposes, kind of woke uh, on some level. And I'm like, Wood just like, hey, y'all, I like fucking these hoes. <laughs> I don't wear draws. <laughs> I just feel like every friend group got that friend that like mm-hmm. from the outside appearances, people are like, this motherfucker don't go. Like, I feel like that's realistic. I don't feel like everybody's friend group is this perfect set of people that yeah. like fit together. They're puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. And that weird. Sometimes you need that weird ass piece to complete yeah. the puzzle. Wood was mm-hmm. the weird piece mm-hmm. that they needed. Mm. Uh, because a lot of the the drama wouldn't have happened without Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wood served to show you how just how different everybody else was, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, this was a movie that showed young black professionals in, in a very positive light. Wood was kind of like that character, that stereotypical mm-hmm. <laughs> playboy ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and so him against them side by side i mean again it, it just kind of shows you once again like this is a, this movie different right mm-hmm. Absolutely. right I agree. oh red mm-hmm. nina's friend josie good or bad she got on my nerves mm. okay. Oh. okay good or bad first of all before i even go any further i'm most definitely going to be biased because i think josie is fine as fuck and i'm oh jesus i, I just <laughs> i love her and really? i love her <laughs> I was just like, Josie can get it. Anyway, go ahead. So, okay. Different. So, young me, when I saw this movie, versus me now. Young me, I was with Josie. I like Josie. Uh, Older me, looking back on it, uh, Josie just seemed... I have had friends like Josie. That's that's where I think my perception has changed over the years. Mm -hmm. I had a friend in college that I feel like... um, <laughs> that reminds me of Josie. So my is probably just biased because of that shit. But uh, <laughs> the younger version of me liked her. Though, like when I first watched the movie, uh, their friendship. But um, I don't know. Older me was just kind of like. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> Man. Rain. Josie, Josie, her. friends or foe, friend or foe. I, I like her, and I, um, I don't think all her decisions were great. Mm, but, you know, there as you far as go. friends are concerned, I think that, um, she was a very good supporting character. She, because much like in the case of Wood, she gave you uh, enough. She gave you shit to shake up the situation. Yeah, she served her purpose. I liked her. Um, I'm probably biased too because like so many of my aunts look like remind me of this character, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But all in all, I, I liked her. Mm. I wanted more from her. Not that's not a fault of the movie. I just liked her and I wanted to know what her life was outside of Nina. Yeah. Ladies, 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 ladies. Oh what baby, I didn't even see you down there. Oh, where y'all going? Well, you know, we're going home, we're tired. 
Well, uh, I'd like to uh, offer you a ride. I mean, my car is right there. Oh, that's your car, right? Uh, no, no, the, the hearse, the gray one. That's that's my car. That's not like a a, a, <gasps> a working hearse. No, no, man, there ain't been no dead motherfuckers in it since I bought it. Okay, girl, we might. Um, I just remembered that um, I I I parked my car down the street. So what we're gonna do is um, go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> girl, he it's has a Cadillac. <laughs> Oh my god. He's so cute though. He's well, really cute. Okay, then you should go out with him. Please, girl. You know he is not my type. <laughs> I think maybe I should try to hook you two up. No, yes. no, I'm not trying to get hooked up by anybody. Marvin is officially Black History. Wood is very, very cool. Wait a second, yes, Josie, yes. don't even try it because I know you do not even try it. You try to hook us up and I'm a knock you out. Don't let me have to bring out my karate girl <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I'm just saying that. Alright. Go on. Go home and call Darius is what you really <laughs> want to do anyway. <laughs> Why are you trying to make it seem like I'm desperate? I'll just call him tomorrow. The actress, mm -hmm. Lisa Nicole Carson, which we've talked about her when we did the Life uh, episode. Mm -hmm. Strange acting career because she was real big time at one point in time, and then all of a sudden, like we we don't see her no more. She stopped acting. Um, she she stopped acting in the nineties, and she she pops up as something in like twenty twelve or twenty nineteen. Mm -hmm. Very good actress. Mm -hmm. I think she just got tired of of of. I guess the politics or whatever. I think she's, I was like, she, she's attractive. Good Lord. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, like she gave, I felt like she gave Nina really bad advice on a lot of different situations. And I was just like, you know, Nina, if you wouldn't listen to Josie, you probably would be straight with Darius right now. But at the same time, go about that either though hey. she hooked her, she hooked her up with uh with wood but here's the thing nina is a grown-ass woman oh Say lord it. Say and it. so even if like if one of my friends tried to hook me up with the friend of somebody that i didn't want i'm bitch you crazy like i'm not doing that and nina could have very easily been like girl no i'm not gonna do that she didn't have to rock with it just because jo josie ain't jesus yeah josie she did mm -hmm. she didn't have to do that mm -hmm. <laughs> she chose to do that so Nina obviously was a bad decision maker on her own. Mm. I think that Josie maybe like helped her. You know how sometimes you just need that validate. Like you already got a bad idea. <laughs> right. And you just need somebody yes. to push you over there yes. and your bad idea. Right. Yes. That's what that was. Mm. Oh my yeah. God. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm with you, Rick. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't know if it's coming up later, but I think Nina is the one in the wrong. Mm. Say that. So I don't know, like I don't know if we come back later, but I'm, that's my foreshadow. This is my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I I, I think uh, like you said, they're grown. They are grown. And then the other thing, Nina made it a point to say something that was like, uh, "Do you ever go out and not have penis on the brain? You already setting up Josie to be this like a little bit more um, in 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 commune to her sexual." Um, desires. So, like, if that's the way you're setting her up as a character, then why you as Nina, you notice about your friend, how you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you going with the advice she's giving. You know 
know. Give you some whole shit. But I mean, I'm but Josie, but Josie was having problems with men too. She wasn't dating anybody at the more at the, of a reason not to listen to her. And hey, man, I'm, I'm again. <laughs> Nina is grown. She is grown as hell. And like, and let's start there. If if this is too soon for you, stick to that. Mm. You are letting this man be well let me see because i don't want to blame her for his actions but you are engaging with this man to the point like i don't know i'm i don't know if it's coming up later but i got go ahead no speak it speak speak it brother speak it let's go i think we're gonna disagree on this okay 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 Mm. cool i want that (laughs) but no but all in all i just i think nina again is an adult and yeah your friends do influence you time to time but like at some point you got to just fucking communicate. Like, mm. you got to. And it, both of them, with this whole trying to be tough. Now, that shit, that was a recipe for destruction anyways. But, like, I don't know, fam. I don't know. I just I just feel like we can't put all the blame on Josie. Josie was, like, a vehicle for your already determined bad decisions. Yeah. Yes. Like, you can't put that on Josie no. at all. Because I'm I'm Josie to one of my friends right now who I know for sure. And me and him talk, I'm like, hey, do that shit. <laughs> and be like, you enabling motherfuckers, like, man. You can't do I, that. Man, hey, I was like, man, do that shit. Let me know how I go. Let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But I know that I'm that Josie for him. Like, we go way back so I can bring it, you know, to regular shit. But like, when you get in the nitty gritty, I'm like, dude, what's that? What? what? Did it call your name, nigga? No, but go ahead. No. Oh, my <laughs> God. Y'all are crazy. All right. Movie nerd knowledge time. So let's move into the movie nerd knowledge time. All right. So opening weekend, Love Jones opened up at number six. Here's the caveat to this. It only opened up in 821 theaters. Out of the country? Yes. Oh, that's not a lot. It was a very small release. Um, they had just came off of doing a film festival. People gave it praise. The, I think was new, I think New Line, I think New Line didn't want to push it out there because they didn't know what the reception is. Here was a a black movie. Here was the, here was the top, here was the, here was the, well, listen to what it was opening up against. Um, top five movies of that weekend. Star Wars episode six, (laughs) Return of the Jedi special edition. Um, Jungle to Jungle was number two. Uh, Howard, the Howard Stern movie Private Parts was number three. Uh, Donnie Brasco was number four. And Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, 1997 special edition was there. Uh, so you those were the those were the movies that were uh, that that was going on that weekend. You so to beat Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, no, at all. I'm sorry, you wouldn't. No. <laughs> yeah, you got a yeah, and plus you have a Donnie Brasco was um was a big movie at that time too. Private Parts with Private Parts, I could. I, yeah. I can yeah. see that beating it because of Howard Stern back then. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm with that too. Now this jungle, the jungle shit. Wasn't like <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I think so. If I'm not Tim, mistaken, and Tim Allen. Wait, that was it. I don't. Yeah, I've never seen. That? I've never seen Jungle in the Jungle before. But okay, I feel like I remember seeing it advertised. It, if it was remake. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, white women, white little girls loved him then. So yeah. I no, no, no. I don't think he's. Let me see. Oh. No, he's not in it. It's, Is it's it Tim, Tim Allen? Allen, but it's also what's this nigga name? I don't know. Just some shit. It's some remake. I don't know if y'all could could see this, but like it's I can't see it. Okay, let me look at it. It's all good. Yeah, it's, um, yeah but no. So, it, but it, it still had a very small opening for it to only open up in, in eight hundred twenty one theaters across the, the country and still get number six. That says a lot. 
Um, mm-hmm. it was con- it was considered a disappointment though. The budget was ten million dollars. The opening weekend they only made four million. Oh. They overall grossed uh twelve million dollars. Well, thirteen okay. million dollars. So it 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 just it did very well for what the spaces that it was in. But it was just. Yeah. I mean, look, you're going up against two Star Wars movies, Donnie Brasco yeah. and Tim Allen, so, and yeah, Howard Stern. Yeah, I mean, you ain't going. Star Wars, especially back then, nah, you wouldn't yeah. be in that. So, Shit, Star Wars, now you wouldn't be. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It was hard. Um, Let's look at Lorenz Tate's acting. Uh, Let's look at his movies post, pre, hey. so the movie before wow. Love Jones, he did Dead Prisoners. So coming out of Dead Prisoners, he was kind of hot. Dead Prisoners was a hot movie in the, in the black community. And then he did Love Jones. So after that, here's the movies that he did after Love Jones. The Postman, Why Do, Why Do Fools Fall in Love, Love Come Down, Come Down, Biker Boys, and A Man Apart. So those were the, those were the movies that he did post Love Jones. I think he had a pretty good run after Love Jones. Since Leon Long is the co-lead, um, we got, she was doing TV. She was just doing TV until Love Jones. After Love Jones, she had Soul Food, Have Plenty, uh, a movie called Butter, which I've never seen before in my life. Butter? Yeah. Um, she did In Too Deep in 99, The Best Man Came Through, um, Stigmata, Held Up, and then The Secret Laughter of Women. Those were like her, that was like her 90s run. That was from 97 mm. all the way to 99. I think both of them had some pretty good runs, especially mm-hmm. with The Best Man and and why the fools fall in love? Love come down is more of a underground hit. Yeah, and I loved it. I had that on VHS bootleg too, <laughs> Bruh. I was like, "Damn, Darius, you back again?" Like, because that's that's another. Um, it's not poetry. It's like jazz. That's a uh, Deborah Cox, Cox right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I did not know she was biracial. I always thought she was a black woman. She's Canadian. Wait a minute! Mm, they don't make you biracial. <laughs> I mean, by law, if you by law, if you Canadian, you got to have a white person in your family. Mm, okay, as Drake. Biracial. I just learned something. Yeah, it's her. Well, hold on, let me double check. Hold <laughs> up, Red. Don't be signing my. Uh, but like her and what's the other stranger in my house? Tamia. Is she biracial too? Ooh, I don't know that. I think I could see Tamia before Deborah Cox. Okay, hold on. It might be Tamia sure. then. No, I, I'm pretty. They're sure entertain. They're 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 get they get confused a lot. I'm sure. Which no, they do. They even mentioned that they yeah. had their own like little verses, but it was <laughs> it was um kind of like a concert, a virtual concert on Instagram. Um, what the fuck? She born in Toronto, parents Afro Guyanese descent. Afro. Oh, okay, so maybe she. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's Tamia. Yeah. That's that's a little that's a little mulatto. Yeah. I can see Tamia. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Okay, so maybe not. So in the movie, she was biracial, though. She exactly. Had a white daddy. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that negro. So, here's a little casting news that you guys may or may not have known. Mm. That, um, Neil Long was not the original person that, uh, mm. that Nina was written for. Y'all want to take a guess who it was? I'm taking guesses. 90s. Don't look it up, Rain. Get off of your phone. No, no, I'm not on my phone. Uh, the, the 90s. Um, in the 90s? In her age, because what was she like, 20 something back then? Yeah. Uh, uh, I think the person's going to kind of blow y'all's mind. Y'all don't want to give Light any skin? kind of. Dark skin? Who cares? <laughs> well, it's going to help. It's going to help. it down, nigga. <laughs> we just did of the fucking show talking about colorism. Nigga, you, this is why. <laughs> Shit. God damn it. Was it Tamia? Shit. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh, low budget black movie, Chicago, black actress. I, I want to say Brandy, but I think she's too young. Um, okay. Uh, I can't think who's in Nia Long's generation off the top of my head. Who is it? The role of Nina Mosley was originally written for Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, you know no. what? I can see that. I wouldn't have liked it though. I can see that written for just because of Jason's lyrics. So she yeah. was at the time she was coming off of the Nutty Professor and set it off in '96. She was really really hot at the time. Um, I just don't know if it would have worked. It, I don't know. No, yeah, she's tiny as shit. <laughs> it ain't even that. Like I don't know that she can pull off mm. the character of Nina. Like I don't know that I see that. Right. I don't, I don't think I. Mm. But it was originally written for her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last scene, also the last scene, uh, had originally had Nina waiting for Darius in the pouring rain during the test screening. Women in the audience did not like the scene, which led to the reshoot of the scene. So that scene that we seen at the very end, they had to reshoot that whole thing. Uh, Theodore Witcher wanted the original scene to display female protagonists without vanity. How do you feel mm. about that? So at the end, so basically, Nina was going to be outside in the pouring rain waiting on Darius to come out the club. Mm. And the women in the test screenings didn't like how that looked. And he was trying to show, he was trying to show, he was trying to make Nina not as glamorous. Yeah. Yeah. And so they reshot it to where we what we but have in now. The 90s, we weren't doing the natural thing we doing now. Hey. You know, us out there with that nice press mm-hmm. in the rain. Which, oof, I don't know that. that yeah, I can see. I probably would have been like, no, give her umbrella. <laughs> give her yeah, umbrella. Dad, I'm like, you got a coat on. What are you, why are we? Um, <laughs> she still got wet. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's her fault. She had a coat. She could have put it up <laughs> over her head. You just. Like two feet from the door to the car. Come on, fam. And then, so I can see how that she chose to get wet, right? Mm -hmm. Like she walked to get to him to get to, and she chose to get wet. So, Mm -hmm. like, that still had the same, maybe the same thing he was trying Mm -hmm. to accomplish and humbling her. Like, I'm just trying to, like, state my case. Right. Rain, no rain. I don't give a fuck. Hell, no hell. Mm -hmm. I love you. Just have to be redone. Yeah. You work for Vibe. You can afford it. Yeah. Um, I think I think I, I like that. And I also, if we if we look at the beginning stages of the movie, um, the fact that Darius was up cooking breakfast versus Nina, like I like, yeah. it feels like some of the roles were intentionally reversed mm-hmm. for this movie because he did come off. And I don't want to say this. I'm probably not going to say it right, but as the more submissive one at times, or the more yeah. effeminate, quote unquote, and and that didn't bother me because I was like, this is a real like this is men can cook breakfast for women after a one night stand it don't have to be oh that was so good i got it like come on so the so the writer was actually trying to show that it was a balance between the two mm-hmm. as far as what he was doing as far as cooking breakfast and you know her standing out in the rain he was just trying to show hey like this can go both ways if 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 the relationship works so that's what he was yeah. doing when he was writing the movie i thought that was pretty dope um yeah i thought him because i done got up and cooked some breakfast before i ain't gonna hold you i done got up and cook cook the cook some eggs and there wasn't no omelets because lord scrambled is just as good 
<laughs> well, when have you seen it outside of like Baby Boy? When is the last time you've seen that? But Baby Boy was movie? so niggerish with it. But either way, it's still you what want I'm some breakfast with Darius and with Ving Rhames. Like you, have you seen any other movie where it's been that way? You know, you had this one night stand or love affair, and now this man is up cooking where it wasn't the the dad, the mom, dad. So and kids, where... I really think that they're scared to show the sensitive side of black men in movies. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really get that a lot, and I don't know if it's anything here recently that I've watched where I can see the sensitive side of like black man. We always got to be killing somebody or selling somebody's dope, but it we never we never see the sense like to me Darius showed a sensitive side, a vulnerable side with some of the stuff that he was doing with Nina because he really he was really in love with her, mm-hmm. and we don't get that kind of stuff in in, in black movies. I mean, you get it, but it's always a, a white partner. Yeah, it's never mm. two blacks, and mm. definitely not two dark skinned blacks at all. Mm. So, you know, I think we get it, but they reserve that for other people and not for us, the powers that be. Should we see more sensitive sides of black men in movies? Yes, because Why here's not? the thing: um, black people are not a monolith. <laughs> okay, like there are so many different facets to being black there's so many different versions of being black that it looks so many different which is why again this is one of my favorite movies because again during this time in the 90s you had boys in the hood and and everybody don't live that life like Mm. that is not you know it's those microaggressions like where the white people that you work with feel like everybody understand hood shit like bitch i ain't never lived in the hood Mm. never Right. Grew up in the country. Right. Uh, you ask me some country shit, I can help you. Hood shit, I don't know anything about it. Um, so I think that it's important for the different sides that exist within us to be seen. We know that they exist, but the others, absolutely, the others just see us as one way, and that's just not mm-hmm. how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they should. We should be a lot more multifaceted in, in cinema, man, and in, in movies, showing especially black men like. We see all the other stuff, but we don't really get the sensitive side of us. And if we, if we do, it's played off as a joke. And like yeah. Rain said, it's usually for some white woman who just like, oh. Or some white man. Uh, again, yeah. with me, you talked about um, Arrow with, yeah. with Mr. Terrific and his non-black partner. Mm-hmm. Like the gay niggas can't even get two black men. Come on, fam. It's hardly <laughs> his, any representation. His, his, uh, his husband was white, right? When he, is he white he or Hispanic? Black. Even if he was POC, he wasn't black, <laughs> and that's my problem. And I, and I've I've had this problem since I was a child. So this ain't no oh new woke shit. And this no, I've had this issue forever. And and me and being able to what China McClain say in uh, Black Lightning season four, she want to control her narrative. <laughs> we aren't allowed to do that. And when we do, it's stuff like um, underground shit, like how Issa Rae started with Awkward Black Girl, yeah. like Black and Sexy yeah. TV, like somebody getting. Uh, a camera in their hand it tangerine is a movie about transsexual women in california it's kind of like friday like a day in the life mm. they shot this shit from an iphone we always have to go and make a way for ourselves and then once it gets popular enough it's co-opted and now you're making it this thing but when it's at the hands of hollywood you get a white love interest you get this token negro you get this magical negro and this white savior we mm. don't get to just be like I want us a buddy cop movie with two black niggas and one of them is sensitive, mm. and the other one is like, oh shit, nigga, I'm I'm more hardcore, but I understand you. Like, give me two black men 
gay, straight, or whatever, but two friends who are able to connect with one another, and it's not, man. We from the streets, man. You know, niggas always be pulling out their guns and shit, nigga. You know, let a motherfucker cry so, because he lost a girlfriend. You know real, what I'm saying? Like, real quick, and this is not me talking, but this is probably somebody and, and some listener that's talking. Well, what about Tyler Perry? Doesn't he do us right in movies? No, he doesn't. <clears throat> And even if he did, it doesn't matter. That's one person. I hate when people act like the exception is the rule. He is one black man making a particular kind of movie. And if that's what you like, that's what you like. Fine. But I can watch, enjoy, or hate Tyler Perry and still want more representation. He can't be the be-all, end-all. Let's say he does a fantastic, I've never seen Brothers or the Brothers, whatever shit is. Let's what about Oval? Let's say that's perfect. What the fuck does that mean? So because we have one hypothetically perfect situation we can't have anymore mm. we can't get a love jones um again not love jones but a love jones type of film again how about we get a love jones type of film but in fantasy let me see us fight some elves and shit and still being cool you know what i'm saying like so i don't care if you think he got it wrong or right that still he can't be the benchmark mm. yeah true Oh, man. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. That's that's what we here for, man. That's what that's what this is. This podcast is for. Okay, I got a quick game for y'all. So I'm gonna name some '90s romance movies, and if you you can you you can you have to tell me whether it's better than or not better than Love Jones. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Poetic justice. Not better. Not better. Mm. How Stella got a groove back. Not better. Not better. Not, Stella, I Stella, I love you, Stella. Oh, that alone that's is why. Main, the main reason why. <laughs> right. Jay, Jason's lyric. No. Mm, I'ma say it's it's close to being that's Southern to be love nostalgic, Jones. Nostalgic, nostalgic. It's close, but it's not better than. I don't think it's better than. I don't. No. Jason lyric is the Southern version of Love Jones. It is, what? but like, so again, for me. Yep, come on. What is missing is these were young black professionals. Like it wasn't no, it wasn't no stereotypical shit. Like mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. why that movie stands out to me. And I don't feel like Jason's lyric. Jason was trying yeah. to get his life together. Look at his brother. Look at that character. <laughs> like the very fact that I'm fine with the childhood trauma because everybody has something. But like to carry that over to like, oh, you know, he a drunk, he a criminal. Like yeah. that, to make that a solid plot in the movie to me did not prevented it from being better than uh, Love Jones. Um, uh, yeah, Love Jones. I love so, Jason Lyric. I love I like that it too. Movie. I mean, shit, I'm all for it. Love I love Jones. that you, movie. The question was this not whether or not you like it. You asking right. us if it's better than Love Jones, and the answer's now. Let them know. <laughs> it's the Southern version. All right, and this is yeah. this is the last one. And this, if this ain't tough to y'all, then and then I, maybe I need to pick different movies. Mo yeah. better blues. Mm. Only because I haven't seen it either since I was a kid. Yeah, mm. I haven't seen it in a while. So mm. I have to. I really have to circle back on that because I don't. I don't have vivid memories of that movie. Mm. From what I remember of it, that's the closest of the all of the. These two would be the closest together of all the mm. ones you named. Um, but yeah, I would have real. to watch it again too. Mm. Mo Better Blues is a it's a spike. That is one of my favorite Spike Lee movies, and he made. And I, I'm a Spike Lee fan, but. That story in particular, and then it's got some of the same type of stuff with with Blue, because Blue mm-hmm. was a hater, 
and you got Wood. Oh, better hater. Blue or Wood? Well, y'all hadn't watched more better blues in a while. You tell us, is it better than Love Jones? You've seen it. Uh, not really. Because the reason why I say no is because it's Denzel and Denzel gonna do what Denzel gonna do. Like the ensemble cast that was in Mo Better Blues was just mm-hmm. leaps and bounds better than the cast that was in Love Jones. Like you can't put oh, Lorenz yeah. Tate up against Denzel Washington as a lead. Mm-hmm. Get up, get the fuck out of here. That nigga lose <laughs> every Murphy time. Was in there too. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. He was in there too. Right. He was in there. God damn, this nigga was in everything. But okay, yeah. You can't I put the caliber, the caliber of oh, actors. Okay, yeah. The no. caliber of actors that was in Mo Better Blues compared to the Love Jones cast. No, but to me, the story in Love Jones was very way more relatable to me. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Spike Lee gonna do what Spike Lee do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it just the casting, and it's also six years apart. It's like you at the one is at the beginning of the '90s, coming off the '80s. The other one's at the end of the '90s, going into the 2000s. Right. So, you know, budgets and styles and stuff are different. But no, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, all right, y'all. It is it's category time. Y'all ready? First category, where did you rewind? These are the f- your favorite scenes from this movie. I will Brother to the night. Uh, well, okay, Red, <laughs> jump on out there. You go first. <laughs> what are A your favorites? Nina? Please, please. This nigga was so smooth. Again, when I watched this movie and I was thinking about my own like adulthood, what I wanted it to look like. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like in a club where they were doing spoken word and somebody do a blues for red. Like mm-hmm. that was the end all be all <laughs> Come on. for me at that time. So that part of the movie that he was just so fucking right, this smooth. Is, uh, mm-hmm. Like this is something I've been working on. It's new. I call it uh A blues for Nina. Say, baby, can I be your slave? got to admit, girl, you're the shit girl, and I'm digging you like a grave. Now, do they call you daughter to the spinning pulsar, or maybe queen of 10,000 moons? Sister to the distant, yet rising star. Is your name Yemiya? Oh, hell no. It's got to be Oshun. Ooh. Is that a smile me put on your face, child? Wide as a field of jasmine and glover. Talk that talk, honey. Walk that walk, money. How on legs that a spank Jehovah. <laughs> Who am I? It's not important. But they call me brother to the night. And right now, I'm the blues in your left thigh. Trying to become the funk in your right. 
Who am I? I'll be whoever you say. But right now, I'm the sight-raped hunter, blindly pursuing you as my prey. And I just want to give you injections of sublime erections and get you to dance to my rhythm. Make you dream archetypes of black angels in flight upon wings of distorted, contorted, metaphoric jism. Fuck your man, I ain't worried about him. It's you who I want to step to my scene. Cause rather than deal with the fallacy of this dry ass reality, I'd rather dance and romance your sweet ass in a wet dream. Mm. <laughs> who am I? <laughs> well, they all call me brother to the night. And right now, I'm the blues in your left thigh. Trying to become the funk in your right. Is that alright? Like, what do you do? And she couldn't. Eat, she just smiling. Couldn't help it. But she didn't give him the number. He had to. He had to. He had to stalk her to get the number. I mean, she wrote love on his hand. She was like, "It's got. It's more to it than just sex." That's a whole. No, that was one of my favorite scenes too. That's the number one scene on my my list too. That's your no. But I mean, I mean, that's the first scene that I got on here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I write the rewatchable scenes down as I go through the movie. Oh, that's oh, how my notes shit. go. <laughs> shit. Oh man. Um. Yeah, but no that that scene and the scene where um. What's his name? Savon was talking about like how hard love is, like when that Jones come down on you. Mm. Um, and I like that you see like his marriage and how that whole mm-hmm. relationship was difficult as well. So, mm. uh, but my number one scene was a blues for, for Nina. For but sure. you just got finished dogging me about that being my number Bro. one. If Bro. that was my number one, he's like, "That's your number one," but you was like, "A blues for Nina, my number." No, I thought you were saying outside when she wrote the love on his hand was your number one. No, because <laughs> I was like, you got, now you just said right now. Okay. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, sense. no, that, that that's why I said that. I thought you were talking like, about her writing yeah, love on his hand. No, she gonna circle back like that. <laughs> okay, okay. No, yeah. I thought you meant that specifically, but no, <laughs> no. The, that night, that poetry, him mm. doing that—that that was my number one scene for yeah. sure. But those are the only two scenes you like out of the movie. Um. Those are my most. If I was gonna rewatch some scenes, it would be those. Okay, rain. Um, I am a self-published author. This movie and that scene affected me so much. My very first book, I wrote this whole nightclub. Poetry nights, like literally, you meet everybody and they are at this poetry club, and it's very reminiscent of the sanctuary. I kid you not. So, that is like my number one because, like, that it affected me. I was like nine years old when this came out, and this shit got to me. Um, another scene I really enjoyed was Nina and Darius right when the shift happened when she was going back to New York or going to New York, that scene in itself to me was so well done where though they were having a conversation, a lot of it was like body language, like him being like, 
oh, okay, you know, like seeing that concern first, like, okay, why are you going? Everything okay? And then having the talk, and then he, him changing, because we saw all this love he had before, and now it shifted to, well, we ain't number friends, right? Like, to like the the unspoken things that happened in that scene, I would rewind that every single time. Because mm. it's like, you're looking at both of their decisions up until this point, and this is the nexus where everything turns on his head. Like, that scene, and then they're both naked, like, and that says something to, like, in love and not getting it right. You know, I've had a really good time these past couple of weeks, right? Well, we aim to please. <laughs> I'm serious. Me too. I'm going um, away next week to New York. Oh, yeah. For how long? Uh, I don't know. Just like a couple weeks. I don't, I don't know. What's going on? Have a couple contacts and I'm just going to like poke around and see if I can find a gig. And I also have some other unfinished business that I need to take care of. Some do. We used to um, be in a. We used to be in a relationship, and I just haven't seen him in a while. Hey, uh, that's cool. We were close once, you know. Um. Darius, the only reason I'm telling you this is because I really care about you and I'm not trying to play you. Hey, I understand. And I appreciate your honesty. But we just kicking it, right? So it's cool, I mean, go to New York, do whatever you have to do. Man, ain't got no rings on your fingers. So you're not mad? Hell no, I'm not mad. I mean, it's cool. We just friends, right? Savannah and Darius, pretty much all their conversations. Because I felt like, like you said earlier, you know, having a, a sensitive black man or whatever, if you could supercut just all of their conversations together to make one little YouTube video, I think that would be a great um, masterclass on, like, black friendships like because even at the end with the book he's like it's very brotherly mm -hmm. you know i'd have paid you know a bunch of money to see you running through union station and you know like it's just it was good and then just because i have theories on this nigga um every scene with ed every single ed just put them all together <laughs> that's I, yeah I what's your thoughts. theories about this dude that nigga gay he's a gay coded oh, character he yeah. is a i gay felt that way character. too See, and, and if we talk about 90s, again, remember we talked about life and how they, their handling of queer characters mm -hmm. seemed to be what was surprising to me at a rewatch because, like, oh, I, I didn't expect them to handle this so well, even though, you know, Homeboy was kind of a caricature, but it was never, I never came off as insensitive to me. Right. Um, with Ed, he was, though Sheila 
she mentioned having a man. We never saw him, but she said she had a man. Right. Ed never said he had a woman. Ed very much took on that role that me and I'm sure a bunch of queer fucking young people took on where you are the funny one, the life of the party. You are the friend who has to be invited. You got the smart ass comments. Mm -hmm. You can joke with everybody because, and not again, speaking for everybody, but years of having to conform, especially in the 90s, to not get your ass beat for being gay, you're able to be a little bit more fluid and be in so many different types of friend groups. Ed was gay. This nigga was coded as queer. There's you a fight me, Theodore <laughs> could fight me, but there's no way that this man was a heterosexual man. I'll even go so far as to say bisexual or pansexual or something, but he mm. was not a cis heterosexual man there you go i agree was, I, I, I agree I with that too. yeah i got that yeah. vibe same vibe too that nigga was that nigga <laughs> was very much doing some things i want to see him shirtless hell we got seat no but no yeah this nigga was gay so all his scenes that's it um i mean the rain scenes is cool the train scene was pretty cool but the, oh no no i'm sorry and if we take the entirety of Wood and Nina showing up at the party, and then um, Darius following uh, Walker with Nina to the um, phone booth to call a cab. Like that, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, because again, it comes after the the change, but I don't know. I just like the way he handled himself, and I like the way that she didn't really put up. And it also mentioned like the hood element. Like we don't, you know. You don't want to be walking around this this neighborhood at night, blah blah. Yeah. It, but it was never like, man, it's the hood. You might get raped, <laughs> you might get killed. Like right. it was very much like right. it showed you where we were, it grounded you in reality, and it also moved the plot forward. I hated that he waited till the cab showed up to start talking shit. But but that that whole awkward re meeting and then calling the 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 cab. Ooh, right. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave it there. Take it away, nigga. What you got? Oh wow, thank you. <laughs> so of course. Thanks. Uh, of course, I have the the blues for Nina poem. That's that is essential to this movie. Um, yeah, very much so. Um, here's a scene that I don't think I think it's a minor scene, but it was big to me. The taxi ride with Nina and Josie when they're talking about the situation with Darius, and she was and Josie was like, "Oh, you fucked him," and they had this whole little conversation about what's going on with Darius and I just was like oh I think that's how women really talk because they was basically talking about having sex with him and what you're doing and you just you know out here so I thought that was a very I thought that was just a very good scene it's a small scene in the movie but I really enjoyed that conversation what you gonna do you gonna have him or what girl please I I no I would hurt him too badly You fucked him, didn't you? <laughs> and you weren't even gonna tell me. You ain't slick. You can't keep that kind of shit from me. <laughs> I can't believe you fucked him on the first date. How? How? Slick puppy. Girl, I didn't. I didn't plan to. It just sort of happened. He just sort of slipped and fell on his dick. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, so I want to know all the details. How big, how long, everything. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Well, unfortunately, I have to live vicariously through your sex life, Miss Nina. 
<laughs> All right, okay. I can't, I can't even describe it. It, cause, it was like, it was like his dick just talked to me. Mm. What did it say? Don't even, don't even get all geeked up because this is nothing serious. This is no love thing. Me and Darius, we are just kicking it. Um, the toast, the toasted oat breakup. Uh, when she's back with her ex, and he's like, oh, "Did you eat all the toasted oats?" Serious. I to, oh, I meant to, and, yeah. And they had this whole back and forth, and he's mad about some fucking toasted oats, and she just is like, "You know what? I don't even know why I'm here." And yeah. he's just like, you don't need to, you don't need to have a job, baby. Like, I can, I can handle all of this stuff. I yeah. thought that was, I think that gave me a little bit of insight of what their relationship was, was from so the, whack. from the oh. first breakup. Yeah, I thought that was like, I was like, did you get all the toasted oats? I'm like, this nigga mad about cereal, nigga. You, right. <laughs> you getting right. upset? I had a bad day. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I don't know, man. He's just like, you had to eat all the toasted those. I thought that was hilarious. Like, if you don't shut the fuck up about this series. <laughs> hey, she should have never been there. Um, probably, probably one of the greatest shade throwing between two men. The, oh, the yeah. late shift conversation with Darius yeah. and Wood. They were yeah. so nice about throwing shade about dating Nina. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is amazing. Cause these <laughs> niggas is throwing shade hard as fuck. And they ain't even cussing each other out. They just was like, yeah, I heard mm-hmm. you. You, uh, he said, I worked that shit a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, he was like, the difference between you, brother, is, uh, I quit my jobs. You get fired. Yay. <laughs> What's up, D? What's up, what? <clears throat> What you been up to, man? You know, just putting in work, man. Really? Really. See, I got this new gig. Keeps me up. Working all through the night. The late shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know all about that kind of job. Mm-hmm. Used to work the hell out of it. You sure you can hang with it? So, moms keep on paging you, huh? Not this time, D. Mm. But we all know that uh, you ain't too good at staying employed, though. This might be different, you know. And uh, as I heard it, you ain't too good at staying employed either, partner. Well, you see, the, the difference is, I usually quit my job. You, you usually wind up fired. But it's okay. You can't help it. Yo, shit, I'm gonna talk to you later. Yeah. Take it easy, Darius. Whatever. <laughs> he a trip, ain't he? Can't believe that boy. Aren't you a little old to be fighting over some babe? You ain't never too old. 
Besides, I can't help it if I'm the chosen one. Yeah, I forgot about this scene, but yeah, that was that is a amazing. That woman's name. No, nope. and, <laughs> and you knew everything they was talking about, everything, mm-hmm. and they was going tit for tat, and they didn't even have it. Was they didn't look yes. mad at each other? They just it was just intense, and they was going mm-hmm. back and forth. I thought that scene was amazing. It was great. It that's just great writing to me. Um, yeah, Theodore, you did that. Darius sleeps on the couch. Um, when they get back and waving something for later, is it hot in here to you? Let me play some. <laughs> look, let me tell you something. There's smooth as fuck. Period. Like, yeah. But when they show the two dynamics of him sitting on the couch and like when they first get there and she gives him all of this stuff to sleep on the couch and she's like, "Oh, do you mind unbuttoning yeah. my my dress?" And he was and like. He now was now like yeah. You know what you're doing. And she goes upstairs and she's just like, ooh, like they got the piddle between her legs and he restless and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then he look at like the way they shot it where he keeps looking up through the little open of the uh-huh. bedroom and stuff. I was like, this is amazing. Then go upstairs and yeah. come back down. Right. Mm-hmm. Great scene. <laughs> I love that scene. I love that scene. And mm-hmm. and then um the end where where the, it starts off with Nina reading this poem. All the way up until the end, where he gives his speech about how much he loves her, like this mm-hmm. is important. Like, how would he? How do we pull this off? He was just like, "Man, okay. fuck that shit. We love each other. Let's mm-hmm. do it." I thought yeah. that whole little sequence from her reading the poem all the way to the end, where it goes black and white, I thought that was mm-hmm. very, very, very well shot. I yeah. thought that was an amazing end. It made sense because we really didn't get, like, we really didn't get a. a they gonna be together. I mean, they're gonna try. Yeah, but it's up, it's up to you. We, but we, that's why I like the how it ended because that that's more realistic and more mm-hmm. re- like life is not this cookie cutter, perfect little end, and that ain't how shit works. Mm-hmm. Relationships are hard, and they may not end up together. Yeah, they may try again, and shit still don't work. Mm-hmm. And he so, even said it. Let's let's do this as long as we can. Yeah, yeah. I want to be with you as long as we can. So she's like, "But I live in New York." He's like, "Oh, fuck that." Okay. Yeah, I, we gonna figure it out. Mister, yeah. you get on the train. You've been on three trains to go to New York. I can get to New York. Right? <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um. Next category on that way up or down. I'll start this one off. I think that Bill Bellamy was on his way up with this movie. His next movies after Love Jones was How to Be a Player, Love yeah. Stinks with, with Tyra Banks, Any Given Sunday, and The Brothers. I oh, think yeah. I think Bill <laughs> Bellamy was on his way up after he did this yeah. movie. Um, I think pretty much for the most part, I think a lot of the other actors that was in this movie was kind of established. I think Bill Bellamy was really like the only what if type dude. Mm, okay. Did y'all have anybody for this category? Um, actor wise you name nia and lorenz's uh movies from there so i mean that's clear um i mean ed did like what was it um drumline you know so maybe he's on the way down you know he didn't really (laughs) get anything um uh, Sheila definitely down. I ain't seen her in nothing. You know, what else was she in? I think she just was a local, and they was just like, "We need, we need a, 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 a we need a house. Here. We need somebody's house." And she's oh. like, "All right, I'll do it." Okay, <laughs> let me let me let me piggyback off of that real quick and ask you two a question, and and either one you can go first. Bill Bellamy at the time, sex symbol or no? Nah? Because they was playing him as like he was the sexiest man in the movie. He wasn't. 
But no, they were playing him like he thought he was the sexiest man in the movie because mm. he wasn't. Again, yeah. for me, Darius was it in that in the movie as far as like his swag, everything about like swag wasn't even a thing then. He had, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So, uh, I I would I think that again, Bill Bellamy's character was everybody know that person who think mm-hmm. that they the shit and like they think that everybody want them and you know. That was who he was. So, like, I think he thought he was the sexiest person mm-hmm. wherever he was at. Mm. Whether it be the sanctuary, whether it be the house parties, they were having, he was the sexiest hey, person. He thought. I mean, no, but he thought he was, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I think there is, let's see, I'm biased. I think, because I think this cast is beautiful. Every fucking yeah. person on screen. But back then, I I would have to go with Lorenz and uh, Savant. Like, they were the like what you aspire like even me as a kid that's what i aspired to be like mm. was them like i didn't i didn't aspire to be like bill bellamy but i knew a lot of guys like him yeah. from like school and neighborhoods and stuff so I, he he on paper he was tall dark skinned conventionally attractive had pretty decent grade hair uh voice was a bit high for me uh but mm. all in all like on paper he was that guy but i don't think he was sex symbol at all like there were extras that looked yeah i'm sorry and this ain't nothing against him i i recognize that he is a conventionally attractive person but back yeah. then i don't think given the choice of the cast it wouldn't he wouldn't be a first he wouldn't even like i remember i watched how to be a player and even in that movie where he was supposed to be <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying yeah he's just goofy. Yeah. About him is just very goofy to me. Like he got nah. goofy energy. And you know he yeah, he's a comedian, so <laughs> Yeah. And maybe you can turn this shit off because no. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because he looked dumb and goofy the whole time. Like it, even goofy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Everything he that uh yeah, he He don't want no trials though. <laughs> okay, goofy ass. <laughs> Stinking ass nigga. Oh like, my god. That's why he dropped her shit. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) y'all crazy next category I'm just here for the check who was phoning it in in this movie I'm gonna have to go I'll go first cause y'all probably gonna think I'm crazy Isaiah Washington and Savon didn't do it for me what why not I didn't like him I just didn't like I didn't feel like he he was giving I didn't feel like he was giving his all in that role I didn't really think I didn't think that his character I just didn't like him like even but you want to I know, but I'm talking about as him playing that role as Savon, I just didn't like the dude. Like I just I wasn't feeling him. It just I don't know. I don't know. I it didn't I didn't feel the chemistry be, between him and Lorenz Tate when they was having the, like they didn't feel like friends to me. Really? It didn't I don't feel like he was I didn't feel like he was cool with the rest of the, the friend circle. I just didn't like I didn't like his I just felt like he was just there. <laughs> What that was it, it's, that's why it's, it's, <laughs> I mean no I'm I, I will support your I will fight for your right no I mean opinion. it's my opinion I just mm-hmm. I, I just didn't think Isaiah Washington playing his role I like uh, if I was gonna pick somebody I would say Sheila I mean I got when we get to recasting or when we get to who would you recast yeah. I actually got a couple people that I don't would be know. I, I thought he was more like Big Brother, yeah, kind of fatherly. Like so I, like, I, I, I thought he could be. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't know, man. And and his issues with Troy made me feel like, okay, though we've put him on a pedestal as the mentor, Big Brother. Yeah, he's not even 
above having those same issues yeah. that we all seem to have in this movie. So, right. But no, I thought he would. Do, damn, nigga. Yeah, I liked. I liked <laughs> that was the only. I, I mean, I'm not saying the character. I like the character. I just didn't like no, Isaiah. I, I like him as mm-hmm. Savant. Yeah, same. I mean, he is yeah. Savant to me. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think anyone phoned it in. Um, if I'm thinking, I, I know. Sheila was the less memorable to me. Really, she didn't have a lot of lines though. But she yeah, was. But, she wasn't very but memorable. Neither did, neither did Eddie. Mm-hmm. But like. You remember his shit. Like he was funny. Like he was good. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she wasn't. Like she wasn't memorable to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, maybe because I was just so young and I've imprinted on this movie. But I don't think anybody fun. Hell, even the extras at these house parties, they was live, man. <laughs> I don't doing the slop and shit. You know. So I don't know. This man. nigga said, "Who know how to do the slop?" This nigga made that <laughs> up. <laughs> that is not real. Um. Honestly, and this ain't even a jab at her because she was an extra, didn't have a lot of lines. But the girl that Savan brought to the party, to me, I feel like I don't know what their direction for her was, but yeah. she wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Like she didn't, she didn't fill the room. Like she wasn't, she wasn't a presence. Mm-hmm. So maybe her. Um, but I don't know. I think. It's I mean, like, if you don't have anybody, that's fine. You don't have I to don't, pick nobody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think Cole phoned it in when he. Gay that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Next no, category. I'm tired of your shit today. <laughs> Next category. I want that damn Oscar. Who's acting their ass off in this movie? I'll go first. Lorenz Tate killed his. He killed it as Darius. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I can't see nobody else being him. I was about to say that he is Darius. Yep. He killed that. His kill. He killed his role as Darius. He didn't overact. He played everything cool. Even though he's about five five, people was fucking with him. It was it was different scenes where where Neil Long was looking a little too tall for him, but it was okay. He was standing on the steps sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But he yeah. killed his role as being a cool nigga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that goes back to what Red said. We are we are so different. Like Hollywood would have you think. Every gay person is over the top. Every short nigga got a little man complex. Every black woman is loud and angry. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think his role, I, I am very happy that he was so much shorter than Bill Bellamy's character. Um, because you got a leading man who is not 6'5", you know, 250 muscle bound. He was just a smooth, regular dude. So, I, I'm with you. I think he really, he, what what they be saying on Twitter? Um, he knew the assignment. <laughs> you know, rent was due. You know what I'm saying? Like he he did that. Um I don't know. I would say Sheila. I know you said she was unmemorable red, but I feel like with the little bit she did have, she was like a lot. She was a lot for me. She was like a lot. Like I'm trying to you know, she was out there. She was I don't know. I just feel like she was intense. Like whatever they said, she ramped it up a little bit more. Like, if I'm only going to be on screen for two minutes, <laughs> you're going to get these two minutes. So. But no, I'm, I would. I think Darius also. Mm. I mean, Bill Bellamy played a good... Because uh, he, he, I guess, would be the... Um, uh, what's the word? Antagonist. Antagonist. He would be like the villainous character. I think he did a good job. He was goofy as for like, you didn't, you weren't supposed to like him, and you mm. didn't like him. Right, right, right. Mm. True. Mm. Okay. Um, was there a Clifton Powell sighting? Nope, Clifton Powell was no no, no. nowhere to be found. Oh, uh, he was in in the crowd. 
Next next category. Could this be made in 2021? Yep. Movie, okay. Movie show, huh. where you going? Red, where you going? Mm, both. I would watch both. Mm. You got to pick yeah. one. Uh, oh. I, I mean, because I feel like I feel like if it was a movie, it'd be like what the black version of Friends would be like. Mm. Like if you follow every, you know, this was centered on Nina and um, mm. okay, so on Darius. But like if you follow all of the characters' lives, like so we would get to see Josie and we would get to see, you know, mm. if you did that, it'd be like the black Friends. So I think you could continue it, like so. In that way, it would be a TV show. But the movie version, this could be made, and it would be relatable even now. Mm. Shit, watching this exact movie is relatable now. Yeah, without changing anything. Mm. Mm -hmm. Rain. Yeah, um, I'm of the same mind, but I'm going to a series right away. Mm. Uh, One, I think there's more checks for these black people. Um, Two, it's more longevity within your house is more than just the movie because this is a cult classic. So, um, and I also think that um, you would do a better job now at casting this and doing a series mm-hmm. versus a movie. And I say that because you have, like, a lot of these movies where there's, like, the IG comedians or the young, newer rappers, to me, aren't good. Not mm-hmm. because they're not good movies, but the quality and acting and storytelling isn't the same. Yeah. So if you went for a movie, especially if Hollywood is involved, I don't think we're getting the level, the caliber of actor. Whereas if we make it a series, I think you have a better chance at getting somebody who's like, okay, doing it. Because like you said, it's all intents and purposes. This is an insecure um, origin story. Mm-hmm. It's just stylized a bit differently, but I think a series would be much, much better. Yeah. I went the same way. I said it would be a HBO Max series, and I would like to see people, you might think I'm crazy when I say this, but I, w- I would really want it to be more of some unknown or new up-and-coming actors to be, mm-hmm. if they did a series on HBO Max, I think it would make a whole lot more sense um, for it to be that way, and be very grounded. Mm-hmm. I really feel like Insecure is is the child of this, but I want something more closer to the the cool of what this is. Like Insecure is so comedy driven, mm-hmm. um, which there's not really comedy in no. this movie. You know what I'm saying? This is a serious mm-hmm. love story about some serious situations. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a more um a, a, a HBO Max show like this, just showing different people's relationships and and most definitely get a little bit more background on each character um, yeah. and probably lean more into the whole friends group than just, yeah, Darius and Nina. I don't yeah. think it would work in a movie in 2021. Why you say that? I just don't think people would come. I mean, think about the actors that we have that they would put in this movie now. Lauren London. <laughs> some All rapper we would have ambiguous black women <laughs> right i don't i don't think i don't think that the type of actors that they that hollywood has black actors and actresses that hollywood has right now the newer ones i don't think that they could play these roles the way that they they were played from 97 you know i disagree and i'll tell you why malcolm and marie i think if we but that was just we, two people in that but, but what i'm saying is 
Zendaya, I know I'm, I brought up her name before, but that was a joke at her being light-skinned, not at her acting ability. But you look at Zendaya and you look at DJ, you can't tell me that they don't each have two or three friends who they know would be just as passionate about bringing this property to life. Malcolm and Marie was done because the director had an idea, went to Zendaya, they got JD, and they shot it in one house mm-hmm. over however many days. It was just the three of them. This could work. I'm not advocating for it. I think a series would be better, but I think with the change in times and the change in technology and there being those of us in our thirties who were those Neo soul kids who were into the Erica Badu and the Dwellays and stuff, this could be done. I just don't think it'd be done at the Hollywood level because Malcolm and Marie was like an independent project. It wasn't this major motion picture that Netflix like, shelled all his money out for it. This was something they decided to do. Mm-hmm. So it could work, but mm-hmm. I mean... I, we just ain't got a lot of actors like John David Washington. Like, I don't see it. Like, that it can, we know of. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's, that's So... It would be John David... I know Lakeith Stanfield would have to be in here. Uh, he, he, I mean... You he, don't like Lakeith? <laughs> I, I, if it was I, a Hollywood movie, he would have to be in this. They'd have to probably get um old boy from uh from uh NWA the the, the tall dark skinned uh brother. Uh, I can't think of his name. He was NC Ren on on uh, Straight Outta Compton. I can't think of his name, but he gonna be uh, he gonna be Hawkman uh pretty soon. Oh oh oh, oh Aldis Hodge. Yeah, he's no, gonna, he would I, have I, to be in there. We probably <laughs> had to pull Daniel Daniel bro. Kazuya in. No Kaluuya, but yeah, no, Kaluuya, you don't yeah. have to pick them, bro. Look at um, you saw the trailer for that new uh, cowboy movie with Regina King. Yeah, and Idris Elba. Yeah. Um, homeboy from uh, Power Rangers and from Black Lightning. Uh, who who died in the car? Yeah. He's in that movie. Yeah. I'm sure this nigga could pull it off. I'm sure he could pull it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what I'm saying is you don't have to get these big names because I don't, this was a $10 million movie. This was an indie project, man. This ain't no. <laughs> yeah, but you, no, I mean, ain't nobody. I mean, doesn't typically if you're doing a $10 million movie in 2021, like you're going straight to Netflix. Yeah. But now, but look at Netflix now versus the options we had for movies in 97. Yeah. You know, so there wasn't no streaming, but you had Blockbuster. Mm. You had the old version of Netflix. I think it was out around that time or, or, or was about to be. But like I had bootleg VHS tapes yeah. stacked to the ceiling. Me too. So consuming media was so different back then. So yeah. to be like, oh, to go to Netflix, that don't mean nothing really. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. nothing negative. But. Especially not pre-COVID, like mm-hmm. streaming yeah. is such a huge like. That's just where we're going. That's I mm-hmm. just I really feel like one of the lasting effects of us having mm-hmm. been how, in the house <laughs> for yeah. a year and a for half. For a year and a half, yeah. yeah. Um, streaming is so huge and it's not going nowhere. Like, it's mm-hmm. not going to go back to where it was. So, mm-hmm. like, going straight to Netflix is not going to be a bad thing. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. at all. That trailer for that Western, mm-hmm. I was on fire. I'm I know, but And they didn't even put a um, a date. They was, like, coming soon in the fall. We already that's a straight to Netflix and motherfuckers is bro. I think it's gonna be in theaters and Netflix. I I don't care. I'll i I'm going to I'll see it in both. I'll put on my hazmat <laughs> suit. I'm going to see this fucking movie. So uh, okay. Wow. Next category. Change two actors to make the movie better. 
Mm-hmm. I guess since I was so controversial with my Isaiah Washington yeah, thing. I <laughs> so I I honestly so well okay, first of all, let me let me tell you the the character other is the other character. So would instead of Bill Bellamy, I would put Terrence Howard in that in that mm-hmm. role. That's an interesting of Wood. I think Terrence Howard is so devious. He's way more devious and he way more sneaky. Like and I think Terrence Howard played a little bit because Terrence Howard can be funny too. He can still do the I ain't got no draws line and it still come off as kind of funny. But like I, so when I think of him being devious in a role like this, I think of how his character in Best Man, Best Man and I yeah. don't feel like it would fit in this movie. Hmm. Because hmm. that he essentially played Wood in Best Man. I mean, yeah, that's who he was in Best Man. <laughs> so, but also, do you think he'd be more cool than Lorenz State? Yes, you pick up that guitar. And start yeah, playing. What that. I'm saying, that's exactly what I'm saying. You, you don't, don't want, want somebody that. who's more cool than the protagonist. You don't want mm-hmm. that. So you say he would make Darius look bad. Lorenz Tate, he would. I mean, his actions would still make him the villain, but I don't think there would be that level of yeah. automatically siding with Darius when you see how, like, what makes Darius. If the nigga's already taller, and we're in the 90s, so he light skin, got good hair, quote unquote, and he's just as smooth as that. Like, what makes what makes me root for Darius then? You know what I'm saying? Because like, Darius is a good guy. Man, it ain't black and white no, like that, that and you know it. Man, get your ass out of here. Man, he's a good I guy. Think, Nigga, I is think, he? He slept with Lisa. I think, <laughs> think Terrence Howard would play a better, better villain than Bill Bellamy. I think Terrence Howard, when he walks into that party, when he, if Terrence Howard's walking into that party with Leon Long, that's a completely different scene, and that shit is gonna be com- way different. And that but whole conversation the between like them you- two niggas talking about the late shift and the job, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I personally, I think that would have that would have worked a little bit he better. Too smooth. It wouldn't have went. Mm-hmm. It it would change the dynamic of the movie, mm-hmm. like and and not in a good way. Like I like their dynamic of. Mm-hmm. Him being goofy, that goofy yeah. energy, like you can't take that away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anybody, energy. I may replace him with Will Smith because, like, they're both. Yeah. Not that, well, that's that. Come on, that's charisma galore. That would be this would be Will Smith's movie if he but no, played Will. Will Smith to me would be goofy. Yeah, I think he would be able to lean more into the. See, I don't know, man. I mean, your this your opinion. I'm yeah. not saying you're wrong, no, but no, that's, that's not cool. right. I just think no, <laughs> no. I just I don't see it for ten, I see it for Terrence Howard, but because of his acting ability, I think it's a detriment to Darius and his story. Right. Yeah. So that's just so. I mean, do mm-hmm. you? But... No, it's cool. I mean, no. I mean, I'm gonna. This is my this is my change to actors. I'm pretty sure y'all don't have nobody y'all gonna change anyway. I'm the only person that's gonna do I'm this. Sheila with Alicia Keys. So um. with Savon, instead of Isaiah, <laughs> hear me out. Instead of okay. instead of Isaiah Washington, and I know y'all gonna think I'm crazy when I say this, but I feel like it would have worked. Morris Chestnut and Savon. What? I would like to for him to play that role. We don't never get to see Morris Chestnut play roles so, like that. Okay, here's what's fucking me up with your choices. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, because these niggas didn't already play roles in black in another black movie, mm. and so I see them as that. Okay, yeah, so he in Best Man. You taking him out of Best Man and putting him in a whole other, and I can't. Mm-hmm. It's not translating for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, it's, you pick a different movie. I just feel <laughs> like more. I mean, we we have, but I'm looking at people who were. I'm, so I've taken from a pool of actors that were big in the '90s, and they had they had these types of roles. 
And I know y'all can't see them that way, but that's why I'm putting them in different situations. That's why it's a, a change two actors to, to maybe make the movie I, better. I guess because for me, Best Man and <clears throat> Love Jones are so close. As far as, again, it's these young black professionals like trying to figure their shit out and dealing without friendships and relationships. Mm-hmm. Like it's very the, the same in that, in that way. So like, it's, I just feel I cannot separate them from the characters they played mm. in both of those movies. So for me, that's just, I can't. So I can't see Morris Chestnut not being the character mm. he was in Best Man and moving over to this role and being Savon. But it's you just know too different. Mm. I think, and this may be, this might not hit well, but I think if we were, I don't know how old he was back then, but if we will switch out Bill Bellamy I think maybe Cuba Gooding Jr. would be able to do. Uh, now, you, you know, drag me if you need to, but I do think. I that, mean, you're clearly y'all drag y'all, y'all drug the hell out of me, but okay. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Take it back. No, but I, 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 um, I think especially with the roles he was taking, I, I don't know, because I'm seeing him in Boys in the Hood, but I'm also seeing him in like Boat Trip, and for I don't know, I just feel like he may have been able to it, to me he has the look that would have fit more um i don't know i don't know i think maybe cuba I don't see him having the goofy energy too because I, I you got it, that character for me because mm-hmm. they're going to be adjacent to darius's smoothness mm-hmm. i feel like they gotta have that that where it's they just don't quite reach like he mm-hmm. think he this ladies man but it just don't quite not he's not quite there mm-hmm. so the character gotta have something that makes them not get quite there. And that, I think that's part of what my issue was with Terrence Howard mm-hmm. in that role is that he wouldn't have that missing piece of him not getting quite. He is a ladies mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Well, it ain't no ladies man. He is a lady man <laughs> in his mind. Okay. Yeah, he's else. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think I would switch on anybody, but I would, I don't know, maybe would like to see a, and this may be odd too, uh, a singer or a rapper who wasn't, because they, you had your like hood movies that like, we know, uh, what is it, uh, Hot Boys, not Hot Boys, what's the, um, Cash Money did a slew of fucking oh, yeah. low budget yeah. films, but like, get, getting one of them to actually be like, okay, I'm a rapper, I'm a singer, like a leader type shit, like putting them in this movie and letting them be a real legitimate act. I think maybe that would have improved, but I don't know that I would have changed. And, and another reason why I think this works is because you have so many people who are not big names, even now. Like Lorenz Tate and Neil Long, yeah, that's right away. Um, then you have Isaiah Washington, yeah, but the look he has here is so different from what he's done since. And then people like Sheila and Ed, like they in the movie, but they are relatively like unknown to the general public. Mm-hmm. You know, like you see them in Drumline, you ain't seen Sheila since. Troy, I ain't seen her in nothing that I know of. So I think that's another reason that this movie is so good because these are unknowns, mm-hmm. you know? But, okay. Yeah. Red, do you have anything that you may or may not change? Actor wise, or you know what? Who I could see Terrence Howard playing Marvin. 
Like mm. the asshole boyfriend. Hey. Well, I, was, I, I mean, Marvin. I think Khalil Kane did a good job. He did really. do a good job. I'm just saying, you like, I like think that you could you could switch out Khalil Kane and just put Alan Payne in that role, and then it still be the same motherfucker, just Bruh. a light skin, a light skin nigga who ain't right, ain't do right, and get mad he over toasted oats. Because <laughs> yeah, he did it for me, I was like, damn. Why he's so slimy? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, girl. <laughs> but yeah. But other than that, like, nah. Mm. I like I I like the cast as it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I- um. Did the soundtrack slap? Yes. Yep. Hell yeah. R and B. Some great R and B music. Um. Groove Theory. Escape was on here. Maxwell. We had the sweetest thing with with Lauren Hill. And then they mixed in some of the um some of the poetry yes. from the um uh, from the movie. It was just yeah, they had a lot of jazz. Yeah, Ferris, come on now. Yeah, I, yeah. the painting with a hole in it. Yeah. Ha! That yeah. was like the title track. Yeah, Look, up yeah. in my head with it. Come on, don't get me to. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Great, yeah. great soundtrack. Yeah, great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Yes, yes. Um, Widow's Peak is basically. Is this as good as an actor and actress is gonna get as far as roles is concerned? Um, I looked at it as the only person I had put in this in this category was Lisa Nicole Carson because she just I loved her as Josie. I thought she was excellent as Josie. And I feel like she should have been bigger than what she was, but she just stopped acting. So that's She had more than Ed, uh, um, Leonard Roberts. He didn't like this. Was what I'll speak for him. <laughs> what did he do? Like he did drumline. He did drumline, which is one of the greatest movies ever. Okay, you know, to a certain sect of people. Crazy. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> no, that's no like Go drumline. What else? He did Red Sands, whatever what? that was. What the fuck is that? And, and even in this shit, I don't think he was a main character. So no, like this is what I'll speak for him. Yeah, sorry, Leonard. <laughs> wow, Leonard. Mm-hmm. Did you have anybody Troy, for that red? Troy, oh. come on. What the fuck she was in? <laughs> <laughs> barbershop. That's it. <laughs> we all love barbershop. I mean, can you point her out in that movie? Not really. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> Red, did you have anybody for Widow's Peak? Did you have a Widow's Peak for anybody? No, but I agree with Leonard. I'm sorry, Leonard. I'm sorry, Leonard. All right. I don't really. Yeah, no. All right. Here's the biggest one. Here's the biggest one at all of of them all. Who? What? What character won the movie? Um. Again, Darius Love Hall is iconic. Um. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just. That character, who he was, like the mm-hmm. character itself, um, I would say he the most memorable character out of the movie, mm-hmm. um, for me. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't think we get, and this is not a slight against Nina, but we get we get those characters. We we have not gotten another Darius. We don't get men written like this because no. even the savants, like now that's been kind of warped into the Hotep. So mm-hmm. we get a lot of that, and it's played for laughs. But like Darius, there is no no. You can't point me to any series since '97 that has given us a Darius. Mm. You can't. Mm. Yeah. And if you can, was he like a very special episode? Like, <laughs> so yeah, Darius to me. 
Um, winner. Yep, it looks like it's three for three. I said Darius too. I was like, there's no way we haven't, and I think both of you just said this, and I'm gonna just go ahead and cosign. Mm-hmm. We've had we haven't had a character like Darius since this movie. Mm-hmm. I can't think of one. I've seen a lot of black movies. I don't think there's another dude that has one who who may or may not have gotten a girl who had went through the whole movie cool comic collected for for the most part and you know like he showed different i think we got to see him in different types of light as far as like mm-hmm. him trying to him quitting his job and writing a book him mm-hmm. moving from a relationship and getting with some a woman that he may or may not be with for the rest of his life um mm-hmm. him transitioning from different types of things him being sensitive as a man black man mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of different sides of this this dude there hasn't really been a character this this cool and this smooth since. I hadn't seen a nigga drink them types of Michelob since my dad. <laughs> hey. Because yeah. ain't nobody drinking them type of Michelobes. In the brown bottle, you just don't drink them. Unless you just, you know. Unless you're a writer, you know. So. And he got his girl to take up smoking. Exactly. And, like, he made her smoke. Like, I ain't make her, but like. That, influenced her yeah like and, and it was and it looked so damn good they, I was yeah. like oh they gonna have cancer but them niggas look good right. like I was like damn look at them sharing that cigarette right. so, you know yeah and he yeah. won the argument I think he was in the right we gonna throw that in there I think he was I was about to say you had a you had a you had a con- you had a quick conversation about that what, what was yeah, it because I, th- I think him? me and Red finna go head to head I wanna hear I, that um I honestly think that Darius. Okay, so this is my theory. They both fucked up a lot. That's that's not to be. That goes without saying. But I think the initial issue is with Nia, Nina. Excuse me. Darius' issues was stuff that we saw him in his conversations with his friends, downplaying shit, knowing he's in love. But when it came to the actual relationship between the two, this whole going to see. Marvin, do what you have to do. I'm fine with that. But my thing is, don't to to the way the conversation was brought up. Clearly, they had just finished fucking. You can't tell me they didn't. Yeah. Um. You know, they relaxed. Maybe she thought this was the best time. But it's like, I understand she ended it with, "I'm I'm just telling you this because I care about you. I ain't trying to play you." But it's the very fact that we've been spending all this time together, and you're going for this job supposedly but then you also sneak in with this guy we got history you know how the fuck am i supposed to be like cool with that but then at the same time i can't act a fool josie mm. gave you terrible advice why the fuck would i act a fool on you when one we're not married when two why would i show and then that's not even seem like that was in darius character like when they argued sure but it never felt like he was gonna be the person to be like well fuck it then you know bitch you better stay here with me i never got that from him so like these games that you playing instead of being out because they still may have ended up the same way mm. had she just told him outright. But I just don't like her delivery. And I feel like she expected something of him that she would not she would not have done for him. Like, he tell you, oh, I got to go see my ex, Lisa. You know, me and her, we got history. You know, well, bitch, we've been fucking for five weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> fuck all that. And then even if it's so severe that y'all were almost married, I get that he pursued her, but you also went along with it. Like, if if this nigga, I don't know, I just, I'm going to stop there. You know what I'm saying? Because I just, I felt like they are both wrong. I want to say that again, but I just felt like the way she handled that initial 
issue, I just I don't I don't like it. Right. I don't like it, fam. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh they both <laughs> were terrible. They both were terrible. They kept hurting each other. <laughs> Bro. Unnecessarily so. Like yeah. just to prove to prove a point to people that doesn't matter. And I feel like again, one of the reasons I love this movie is because that that is realistic yeah. to me. Um not wanting to to seem like you I didn't fall in love first, you did. Like what difference does it make at the end of the day? It doesn't really matter. But like I they both fucked up. It's like yes. Uh, what is that song? Two wrongs don't make it right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. One after another. Uh, Wood one shit. Mm. He's a terrible friend. Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, anytime I see a situation like that, you the friend. Like this is like yeah, Nina's his girl and they ain't fucking or whatever. But like you his homeboy. So like your your level of loyalty, I, my expectation gonna be higher for you. Okay. And you gonna go pull this shit like he lucky he didn't get his ass kicked because should have. But uh, speaking about Darius's character though, that didn't seem like that was in Darius's character either to just go ahead and just fight him. The you know what I'm saying? She and Sheila honestly should have. She was the mother figure this whole movie. Yes, she should have been the one to cut. Like, I was waiting for her, uh, Shonda Ryan's monologue because there's no way. But I mean, she ain't got a leg to stand on. She gave uh, Nina information like, you're a woman, you're supposed to be, but. I don't know. Whatever. Everybody was wrong in this movie. Shit. They just, but again, I feel like that's what make it realistic because mm-hmm. especially like when you young like that, you we fuck up. You make horrible decisions <laughs> that you look back on and like, what the fuck was I doing? Like, it's so relatable. Like, they were just trying to figure it out. And we mm-hmm. were, you know, on the sidelines getting to watch them mm-hmm. do that. Um, which is why it's such a good movie. And like mm-hmm. I said, for me, growing up, this is what I wanted my adulthood to look like. Right. You, know? <laughs> you see, you again, Boys in the Hood, like all of these other black movies that were out at the time, that was not, <laughs> mm. I couldn't relate. Like, that's not how I wanted to imagine becoming an adult and like figuring shit out to look like. This shit though, Love Jones, like this is what I wanted it to be like. Like, yeah. I was, if this is what it's like, okay, shit, let me grow up. Yeah. Let me let me get my my blues for red. <laughs> Go out and find that. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. But I, everybody in this movie made horrible shit. Every every single person, every except for Ed, made a bad decision. I'm sorry, Ed. except for Ed, because he Ed, he didn't yeah. have no decision to make. He, had no decision <laughs> he just had to open up the, the mic night. <laughs> That's it. That's all he did. Said, Come but. on up here, brother. And speak your <laughs> mind. He said, "Oh, we got a newbie. Yeah, we got, we got a newbie. Mic. Right. <laughs> Come on up here and speak your it's mind. Okay. See what you want. Yeah, no. Yeah. That was awesome. Um. All right, guys, that's it. Everybody, want to give out your social medias? Let everybody know where they get in touch with you. Red, you're the guest. You go first. Um. So you can find me on Instagram at red underscore calamity. Um. I my Twitter the same, but listen, I don't tweet worth the shit. I'm gonna be honest with you. So if you really want to get in contact with me, your best bet is Instagram because I'm shit on Twitter. I kept saying I was gonna get better, especially when we were um 
we are not we're taking a break from the podcast i'm part of a um, podcast called conversation con artists where we do it's me and another therapist so like the cool thing about it is that we talk shit like like what we've done here um on this show however there are like moments of (laughs) good advice mixed in there um because we both are um licensed therapists as well which i may not have sound like it but I am. A- <laughs> we didn't, I didn't bring you on for your therapy version. I brought you on for your movie, your movie knowledge. Uh-uh. So yeah. So no. Red underscore calamity on on um, Instagram is the best way to get in contact with me. Ray. Oh hey yeah. Uh, what's up y'all? What's up y'all? This so is, cool. Uh, You're so, so like night. No. <laughs> this is brother to the nerd. Trying to be that. No. Uh, Carefree blurred on Twitter. Carefree black nerd everywhere else. Instagram all that good shit. And uh, check me on the first couple episodes of this podcast and the next few and, and support and all that good shit. And uh, email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com if you just need to. And uh, yeah. yeah. And for everybody listening, my name is Cole Jackson. You can catch me on Twitter at ColeJackson12 or you can hit me on Instagram at ColeJackson underscore BYNK. And you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at We Watch This. Um, you can also follow BYNK Radio. Uh, this is an exclusive BYNK Radio podcast. Uh, this will be exclusive just to that, to that RSS feed. So make sure you guys are following us on Spotify. Um, what else? That's it. Um, next week, it's a surprise. I'm not even going to tell you what movie we're doing next week, mm. but it's going to be very interesting and very good. I want to thank everybody for joining us this week, um, and I will catch you guys next time. Peace out. Radio. Radio.